Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning. We know many of you are planning a wedding right now. We may be tempted to drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words. Keep this in mind if you have small children in the room or are on a Zoom call. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Let's be honest. Planning a wedding is tricky. And at Be Engaged and Inspired, we'll share our knowledge to help you navigate these tricky waters and leaving you feeling inspired. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by EasyEventPlanning.com, who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome to Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Once again, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you listening on this wonderful podcast with DJ Sam from Atmosphere Productions. And Kia from Engaged Connecticut. We're here. It's Wednesday. And <laughs> you have a tip for us, or you just are going to giggle? I, I'm just going to giggle. Okay. Because th- we got a great episode coming we, up, I, so I, I, I can't wait to get through the Wedding Tip Wednesday, which is available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page, hashtag Wedding Tip Wednesday. Don't switch seats. Mm. <laughs> if you're not a fan of your table location or the people that you're sitting with at the wedding reception... It's best to suck it up and yeah, deal just, with it later. Just there for a little while. Get <laughs> you, to know the people around you. That's it. That's or a, maybe this is a punishment for something that you did somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> You're only going to be sitting there for a little while, exactly as Kia said. Suck it up, and you know, once the dancing starts, move to another table. But yeah. don't move your forks, knives, plates, no. and go sit next to another couple that you nope, nope. you like, especially during COVID. That's uh, strictly yeah. a no, yeah, no. Absolutely. So we're going to discuss a topic that I think has a little bit of effect because of COVID. And it's probably something that you're going to see um, as couples that contracts that are written really well probably will no longer be one page. <laughs> yeah, mine has always been two pages. So. But it will also have... <laughs> Much clearer payment information. Mm-hmm. So, for anybody who had to reschedule, there was some people who freaked out because all of a sudden they realized that that non-refundable word really <laughs> means non-refundable. Um, for some people, it meant that there had to be additional payments made if they were rescheduling. Um, so, we're going to discuss what is the appropriate way to work with your vendors and take care of the payments and why certain things are written the way that they're written. That's a good way of putting it. Yes. Yes. How to handle payment. Payments. So So you take payments, like you'll barter, right? You know, somebody can come garden for you. And I've I've done that. (laughs) Um, There are different ways of taking payments other than cash. Yes. All right. So checks are probably fading away. I get very few clients that send me a check. So we, um, at our venues take our um, final payment in the form of a bank check. Oh, okay. If we're within so many days of the Seven event. days. And, well, yeah. we're in, in 20 days. Oh, and 20 the reasoning days. for that is, for many of you might not be thinking about this, but if you're putting all of your payments onto your credit card, I've had couples who all of a sudden have their credit card canceled or frozen because they're, all they're seeing is payments going through, usually pretty large, mm-hmm. and so they freak out. So you might want to have the conversation with your credit card company if you are going to be making all of your payments online. Yeah, that's or always a good card. tip that I don't think so many vendors think about that end mm-hmm. of it. And when you pointed that out to me the first time, I was like, yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. So, yes, you're right. I don't think checks in general will be something that will be swapping hands for a while. Right. And then there is credit cards. Mm -hmm. That's probably the most popular way that most... Credit debit, yep. Yeah, yeah. 
most clients now um, make their payments because you, you get points yeah, and you can use it towards your honeymoon or whatever. And I like the credit card service that we use as a company. What I like about it is I never have to maintain your information. Yes. You have like the, the company, first of all, maintains it. I never see your card number. I do not know what the last four digits are. You can put a card on hold even through mine so that you could be charged for additional things. But I personally, as a company, never have to maintain that information and protect it, which is a huge comfort. Right, which is one of the reasons why I went away from taking credit cards over the phone. I used mm-hmm. to have a machine at, uh, at home until they brought in the rule that you had to maintain and have the records available yep. if needed to be audited. I didn't want to have to bother with that. So I got onto PayPal, mm-hmm. which is another form of payment that, that you can use. And you can actually use your credit card to make a PayPal payment to any vendor, yep. which makes it so much easier. It used to be you had to be a PayPal member in order to make payments. Yep. No more. I got rid of that. No yes. more. And uh, there are other services like that. I just signed up with Venmo. Some people do is, Venmo. Uh, which is my daughter got me onto that. and Because, because she's younger and she uses it all the time. Oh, I, I could not believe how they my daughter's 27 for those who don't uh, oh, I'm sure know. she appreciates that yeah um, uh, on how the, her generation interacts with money mm-hmm. so if they're going out to a bar or something and one of her friends has forgotten money uh, my daughter will just send Venmo over to her a few dollars or whatever mm-hmm. or if she needs to pay for something she a friend will uh, Venmo money back. So they use this this monetary system. Well, nobody system. carries cash anymore. No, basically. that's... that's no, I'm like, sometimes I'll be like, that is a real $5 bill. That's, store, that's, you know? that's what it looks like. So Venmo, and there are other there are other electronic services that you but can But I would definitely only send money to places that have like a legitimate name oh, oh, yes. or coming from a certified thing. You should not be making yes. payments to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> UncleRicksBasement.com It should not be where your invoice comes from. Um, yeah, you have to know who you're sending the money to. That's the yep. I, I mentioned my daughter because it's her friends. Don't just do that, send it to a random person who requests money. Yeah, so one of the things that's really important too is that when you're looking at what the payment schedule is, make sure that payment schedule works for you as the couple as well as for the vendor. Mm -hmm. Because if you're having to pay all of your vendors on the first of the month or something, it might be appropriate to say to Sam, hey, Sam, do you mind if I pay you on the 15th instead of on the first just because of this issue? Yeah. Sure, you would probably say yes. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm not a stickler when it comes to making second or third payments. It says a date on the contract, but some clients pay me early. Some clients yeah. pay me a little bit late. Usually, I do an audit once a month and see who, <laughs> who I'm missing. Who you're missing. And then chase them down. Yes. Uh, that's a good point. Contact me and say, hey, uh, I can't make the payment on the 13th. I'm going to make it on the 23rd now. And as long as you're communicating that, it's really, really helpful. So like in our contract and the way that it's been written for the new year, it first says that it is a non-refundable retainer. The retainer is basically that you have purchased my time. You have purchased my time. You have purchased that date. And even if we have to make changes to some of these things, that initial part of it is done. It's just like if you call up a lawyer. They'll give you a little bit of great free advice, and then you have to put down a retainer that you are using 
as you're continuing to move forward. Yep. The word retainer is very important. Yep. I, I know there's a lot of people who are going to say it doesn't make a difference whether it's a retainer or deposit because if you get sued, uh, they're going to find out, they're going to ask you, what did you do for mm. that retainer? Well, I'll go to court on that one. Yeah. But for the moment, retainer is the word that and uh, should we be. actually make couples now initial that they read that line. Ah, uh, that's a so they're right in the same contract. They have to add an additional little squiggle of their signature that says that they understand that part of it. Yep. And then every additional payment is made towards the retainer. Because as you're moving through a wedding planning process with me, you're using up my time, my funds, my staff is using up those parts of it. So then when we do get to that last final payment, which is usually about 30 to 20 days before the event, that's paying for what we will be doing for you on the wedding day and maybe a few hours after. Right. And it is called the final payment. And the final payment. Yep. They're all retainers to hold you. Hold you. And then the final payment is to make sure you're there and do the job. Oh, man. I'm supposed to be... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So when we come back, we're going to discuss some of these other parts of this payment part of it and what's transferable, what's not, and we'll go from there. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Hey, Sam, when it comes to finding the right professional vendor, it can seem overwhelming to know where to start. It can, Kia, unless you use EasyEventPlanning.com because they'll find perfect vendors for your event within your budget and deliver them right to your inbox. You can search through over 28 categories of party and wedding services. Get the details you need to narrow down your choices quickly with their category-specific profiles. Chat with vendors via text, audio, or video from any device. EasyEventPlanning.com will make planning your wedding or event easy from their extensive vendor directory to their free tips on favors, decorations, themes, and more. Contact them today at EasyEventPlanning.com. EngageCT offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all New England, look us up on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and www.engageCT.com. I'm Keith Allen, and welcome to the Keith Allen Minute. As a 40-year veteran in the wedding industry as a wedding entertainer, I've been asked to share with you some of the do's and don'ts, which I also call wedding tips, that I've learned over the years and have shared with my couples. Today's tip is more on the technology side. It's about wireless microphones. This isn't really something you need to worry about when you're hiring a professional for your event, but it's still worth a mention. Today's digital technology is growing at an alarming rate and 96% of Americans use some type of cell phones. With that, the number of frequencies allotted to wireless microphones is decreasing. If your event is in a location where there could be two or more events happening simultaneously, it's important to know that your entertainer be aware of the frequency he or she is using and have the ability to adjust that frequency should the need arise. In addition, there should always be a wired backup microphone with enough cable to reach the head table available to use just in case. 
This is always worth mentioning during the hiring process. And if the person you are talking to does not understand how important this is, move on. I hope you enjoyed today's Keith Allen Minute brought to you in association with the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. If you're looking for some new ideas for a rehearsal dinner, maybe thinking about something different for your work events, well, Keith Allen Productions can help you there. We offer trivia programs, music bingo, family feud, both virtually and in person, plus several more game options. If you're really looking into something different, how about a nine-hole portable miniature golf course? Take a look at our full list of programs online at KeithAllen.com. That's KeithAllen, A-L-A-N.com. This is Bethany Arico, Director of Catering for the Lake of Isles, and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and inspired podcast modern formals your only choice for men's formal wear family owned and operated for over 70 years modernformals.com will even come to you in your wedding party in our new mobile tuxedo showroom tuxedos suits shoes neckwear and much more visit us in meriden wallingford middletown north haven or southington call us at 860-628-4545 or find us on modernformals.com. Heidi Hansen Photography. Fun, happy, a little unorthodox, sometimes silly, with lots of candid. Hi, this is Heidi from Heidi Hansen Photography. www.heidihansenphotography.com. I like being goofy with my couples, making them laugh, and overall just having a blast on their wedding day. Every wedding day is different, and that is what keeps my job super awesome. I service Connecticut and New York. You can find me on www.heidihansenphotography.com and also on social media. Should I get it? Should I wait? Is it? say it's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Now get the facts. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision when COVID-19 vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. What's coming up next week? Next week on the Be Engaged and Inspired Wedding Podcast, House Bind You in the Pandemic with Mike and Nick from Property Works. Join us, please. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast, sponsored by easyeventplanning.com who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. And welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired, the podcast. And we are discussing payments, the different varieties, and what you should know as it reflects to your contracts and wedding day. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at your contract and you're looking at that non-refundable retainer part and whatever the payment schedule is for the rest of the retainers, you definitely... When you've reached that, for most vendors, it's like if you're 90 or 60 days out, there's that's sort of like the point of no return. There's yes. really there's nothing you can do. If yep. you had to cancel, um, we would be most likely not be able to rebook that date. And mm-hmm. even if we rebook that date, the only thing that it would cover for you is that like could, in theory, cover some of your final payment. But that is not guaranteed. Right. People assume that you just... We're not having it. So, like, I'm not responsible for the rest of it. It's like saying I've been yeah. driving this car around, and now that it broke down, I'm not going to make the rest of the payments because, you know. Yeah, I'm not like, using it. I'm so, not using it. So yeah. why, why should I have to pay for something that I'm not using? Exactly. That is the logic, but it's illogical. Yes. Because as I always say, you are using my inventory. Mm-hmm. And once you've taken it off the shelf, it's yours. Yeah. Some places have, like, a reshelfing fee. So, oh. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, for some of our places, we, some of our venues, we have an additional cancellation fee depending mm-hmm. on the circumstances because if it's just a willy nilly, who cares type of reason, mm-hmm. you know, we have the right to enforce it. Right. Now, one of the things too that we all learned is some things are transferable and some things are not. Right. 
if you are transferring something, like let's say you do have to push the wedding forward, you can transfer the funds that you were going that you've already put down to that new date. But as the vendor, they can ask for an additional retainer to make that move over. They can also ask for a small percentage if you are transferring to a date that is not of the same equal value. Right. So if you were having a wedding on a Sunday and now you're having a wedding on a prime Saturday during our prime season. Saturday night. Saturday night. You're, Sam has the right, if you've had to transfer it, to charge you what Sam's rate would be for that Saturday night or come to an agreement with you what that cost would be. And now this does not go the other way, which always drives people crazy. If you're on a prime Saturday and you're switching yourself to like an off-season Sunday... Why doesn't the price go down? It doesn't go down because <laughs> Sam has given up that prime Saturday and there's nothing that Sam can do to put it back on the shelf. Exactly. Now, if Sam was able to book something for that date, the original high price Saturday date, then you do have the right to say, is there any sort of, can something be thrown into our wedding? Can we have some extra lighting? Can we have whatever? Right. You have that right, right. to ask for it and Sam has a right to decide what he's going to do. Uh, <laughs> the well, other, no, that's absolutely true though. It is absolutely true. <laughs> and then there's another concept where people think that you can transfer your payments to another couple. And we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of this saying, I'm selling my wedding date. Yeah. I put down $3,000 and it, you can have the date for $1,800. Yeah. If you're considering be this, be careful, yeah, be careful. It can be a great opportunity. But realize that if you're going to go work or go work with a specific uh, venue or a vendor, they're going to have to want to work with you as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, oh, here, you know, right. Sam is just not your boy for the day and you can just send them wherever. There's, you know, they have to still follow rules and regulations. So if you were already looking at a venue per se that you wanted to get married at, that might be a great opportunity to snag yourself a date. A great deal. A great deal. Yep. But if you were on the fence, hmm. What you need to do is to read the contract that you're being sold. Yes. Because that's literally, they're not just giving you a piece of paper saying, mm-hmm. hey, this is the date. You are buying that other person's $3,000 contract for $1,800 or so, whatever whatever, whatever the, the deal that you, you made. And if you don't like what's in the contract. You really have no leg to stand on. Exactly. And the facility also has the right to say, no, we don't want you at our facility mm-hmm. because you might want to have Mexican dancers or uh, trapeze artists. Like (laughs) flamethrowers or something inside of a facility. Exactly. That you've paid for so you can't cancel their time. Right. So you you understand you don't have an agreement with the facility. You have an agreement with a bride or a couple that Mm -hmm. sold their wedding day. And you should, if you were thinking about it, you should make everybody get together all three all parties. All three parties yep. and make that transfer over so that you're signing, which most likely will not be the same contract they signed mm-hmm. because things have changed. Mm-hmm. So those are those things to think about. And in the state of Connecticut, you have to be able to transfer it for a year. In pandemic reasons, they're saying you have to basically give people two years to transfer it. And you can only charge a small percentage fee for what you're transferring to. But talking about fees, like your fee shouldn't be a huge amount. Right. But the the simple fact is, is that if you're moving from 2021 to 2022 and you've already moved from 2020 to 2021 and you're moving it again, the venue has the right to say, look, you know, our rates, doing this. our rates have gone up, to, you know, have gone yep. up this far. This is it. We're going to charge you an extra thousand dollars. You have to sort of do it. So I, 
for my business, that's something that I have always done. Uh, working in the 1990s, early 1990s. Early 1800s. <laughs> we had the uh, Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And I had the misfortune of having several of my clients being uh, soldiers who had to go away mm-hmm. and were quickly called up. Yep. And I had several weddings at that particular time that the the couple uh, wanted to do the wedding, but they either had to move it up or move it a year away. So I instituted the policy in my company where you can move your wedding date up to a year in advance at no additional cost. It's called a military clause, by the way, Sam. Is that what it's called? It's, well, it's literally written as a military clause in my... Well, I have a military clause now go. that I know there's a name for it. So I did that to all my clients, but I also uh, you know, extended it to everybody. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be in the military. So now COVID came along and i think it's still here it's like i see a little red ball of spikiness flying by the window and it's it's literally 30 years later Mm -hmm. this new thing comes up where i have now got to rewrite my contracts again so what i've done i've made it two years Mm -hmm. so but uh, there's a caveat is what you mentioned before is that if you reschedule it the second down payment from the original contract, still has to be paid on that date. Yep. Okay. So if, because I take my second down payment um, 90 days prior to the event. So when that date comes along and you've moved your wedding for a year, you still got to make that second Mm -hmm. down payment. And then 30 days prior to your wedding, you've got to make the final payment. Now, if two years goes out and you want to move it three years, that's where that three-letter word comes in fee there's an extra (laughs) fee because obviously you have to understand that three years out i cannot predict what my costs are going to Mm -hmm. be so i have to make it a good faith effort to try and judge what weddings are going to cost in three years yep and that's where that extra fee is. You just used a really good term, good faith. Oh, so yes. one of the things is, is that you are having good faith conversations with your clients, and mm-hmm. your clients are having them with you as well. That goodwill and good faith agreement, like if you shake on something, the reason why it can be followed through, even though shaking on things should not Doesn't be the make, only, Don't, don't, don't do, do that. that. But it... <laughs> It is the reason why people say, like, oh, it's a verbal agreement. So, like, in our contract, what it states is any verbal agreement then has to be submitted in writing by both parties and agree to those terms in writing. And we have to do that because sometimes I've had parents who hear one thing because they're dreaming about something and... They heard me say that they could bring in an elephant. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I didn't say, like, I thought, like, I said, sure, bring an elephant, do whatever you want. I thought you were joking. So those types of things, if you are making huge changes, you definitely want to make sure they're in writing. And that whole payment history information is good. And don't sell your vendor's payments yeah. To, to somebody else. Because like we said before, you they yeah. might not be able to take them yep. from you. Yep. Now, I don't take verbal agreement, verbal addendums to any of my contracts. Of course, you it, shouldn't. It says in my contract specifically, only what is in writing 
is mm-hmm. what is in the contract. So if somebody, uh, for instance, wants um, a lighting and photo booth and whatever, that's already written in the contract in a special mm-hmm. area. But then if they want me to get the flamethrower and the uh, Mexican uh, dancers, that's added uh, what I call a contract addendum. Yep. And I write it up. I will have to provide flamethrowers and mm-hmm. Mexican dancers, and then they sign Someone's off on gonna that. Someone's going to call night. you now. Who wants those? <laughs> but... And one of those things is, and they can save for an additional fee. The only other thing in the state of Connecticut, when you're making um, credit card payments, you can't charge a convenience fee is what I've heard it as. Because you can't put that additional 3% or 4% or whatever you're paying to the credit card company to manage your credit card payment. You can't put that onto the client. But I don't think many people know that businesses get charged an extra 1.5% to 3% because you are doing the favor of using a credit card. Yes. MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Discovery. Um, it's Discover. Discovery is a jam. Discovery? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we get charged that, and mm-hmm. it comes out of your $1,000 payment that you sent to yeah, us. Yeah, we're getting like 900-something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's really important, too, is because in my contract, it states that if at any point in time we do have to return something for whatever reason you're gonna get back what we took in not what you paid now that's a great thing i don't have that in my contract i'm gonna have to go and change that that's a very very good point and one of the things that we do too is we give our couples the opportunity to basically save themselves five percent you might be thinking five percent not a big huge deal but if they make one full payment Mm -hmm. and pay everything Right away. Yep. Then it means I'm not having, I'm not being charged yep. by the yep. credit card company like eight different times when you're making all of these little right. mini payments. Right. So in the long run, it's you convenient for me yep. and it says it can be convenient for the couple because it saves the money. And the uh, addendum to that is, because I like using that word I know today. You um, can you spell it? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Be careful. Whenever a vendor asks you to make all your payments up front, be very mm-hmm. careful Absolutely. on that. No disrespect no. to, to Kia or, or any other vendor, but we've just heard so many stories yes. of, okay, if you pay up front, we'll give you a discount, oh, yeah. and then you never see them again. So this, once again, you should only do it with a company that, you know, when you Google them, doesn't <laughs> say that they left a different state and, you know, ran away with somebody's money. So in my contract, if somebody pays something in full, it also breaks down what was the non-refundable retainer part of it and what would be Good. refundable Good. if we sort of moved down the road. Good. Like I said, it depends on the person. But yes, if this is still coming from, like I said, UncleRick'sBasement.com or something, which I really hope, I don't actually, I'm not going mm-hmm. to Google that. Be very careful. If it's somebody who's starting out, it's and it's also a little bit different, how far out are you from your wedding? Mm-hmm. I mean, I... How many months, years? Yeah, how many months? I mean, I I have a couple who I'm meeting this Friday with whose wedding is like right around the corner. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work for me to do. So they're they're going to have to pay in full because I don't even have 30 days till their wedding. Yeah. And so in that... That makes a difference. Yeah. It's a lot of work to all of a sudden smush into my thing as well. <laughs> smush. Smush, yes. That's what it feels like. Now, any other payments? I mean, I think we've gone through everything. Well, I mean, barter. The barter, some people, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen people say, hey, I'll shoot your wedding if you know how to build the porch. Mm-hmm. And I'll buy the material. Like, you know, there's there are people. I, I wouldn't say it's your normal route to go. I know some people say like Bitcoin, but Bitcoin right now is worth more than anything in the other entire world. So I don't think anybody would turn down a Bitcoin, but I don't think you're going to get the full amount that you would want from it. Yeah. I've done a couple of events many years ago uh, where I've 
bartered for uh, for them to do work on the house or uh, dinners or mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Yeah, well, your check nothing... engine light came on, so if anybody yeah, is a mechanic and needs some music, <laughs> you might. Uh... I may have to call you to give you a ride home. <laughs> so yeah, so just be aware, mm-hmm. read the contract, um, and and note like if you are initialing something. There is something in that contract that you don't fully understand. You can actually have the vendor also write it in what it's supposed mm-hmm. to be explaining and have them initial it. There's mm-hmm. no shame in saying, oh, like, yeah. hey, I, if that's what that really means, then I need you to write that in. I, I have even had a client, a, a lawyer, cross out a section that he didn't like, initialed it, and told me to initial it and send him back. You can do that as long as we agreed. I'm not going to tell you what part of the, the, the contract it is, but it wasn't anything that was monetary or fiscally deficient from my end hmm. or his end. So we both agreed, okay, we're, we're so both I, not going to do that. In, in my contract, I have a courtesy clause, which means that we have to be treated well and treated nicely and yeah. family members, and we can ask for people to stay away from us and things mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. I one year had... Um, somebody's mother got deeply intoxicated and attacked one of our staff. Oh. And that allowed us to, if we wanted to, we could have walked away had oh, yeah. I had that clause right mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. I have it. So if you cross that out, I'm not agreeing to it. No, no. That, that's probably a bad sign, too. That's, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So on that wise parting term, I'm, I'm taking... I'm, I'm ending this episode now because that's, oh, there's, there's nothing else to share. There's no tip because, <laughs> because you had all of the eight reasons oh, yeah. why you should hire a vendor all in this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so remember, wherever you download your favorite podcast, do that. Subscribe so you get it first. And if you have any comments, questions, anything you want us to cover, send us an email at engagect at gmail.com. And Sam and I will be back next Wednesday. And the check's in the mail. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by EasyEventPlanning.com, who make planning any event fast and easy. EasyEventPlanning.com. Produced and copyrighted by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.